Welcome to Demystify Magic with Molly and Madison. I'm Molly, a former skeptic turned full-time energy healer and teacher. And I'm Madison, a born and raised witch running my family's crystal shop. And we're here to explore all things woo through the lens of both science and spirituality so that you can find the moments of magic in your everyday life and create an intentional spiritual practice. So if that's what you're into, find a cozy spot, take a deep breath, and let's demystify some magic. Howdy doody, my friend. How are you? Howdy doody. I am good. I am... Uh, this is part of my magic moment, but I'll spoil it. It's cold outside. It's cold outside. It's cold outside. It's cold in here. And I feel like that just always... The the introduction, especially like being in Florida where it's so hot, 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 hot. Any cooling down immediately slows me down and puts me into like hermit must be inside, must be cozy, mm-hmm. must have the heat on. I had my seat warmer on in the car this morning because it was like 65 degrees. <laughs> Can I tell you something about me? Always. I will have my seat warmer on all the way up all year round. Be 90 degrees out. I'll have the AC blasting. Seat warmer all the way up. I love a seat warmer. I love a seat warmer. I lo- it's so good for your hips. As someone who had chronic hip pain for years of my life, it just game changed when I got a seat warmer. It really is. Uh, I didn't know it was good. I mean, I guess it makes sense that it's good for your hips. And your low back. Great for being grounded in the present moment in your body. Oh, excellent. Excellent reminder. It's really good for me just because I like to be cozy. I just like am so – I'm such a baby about temperature. And so like I have to get things just right. So sometimes it like will be a combination of AC seat warmer. Mm-hmm. Heat on windows down. Yep, yep, yep. This is all very relevant, obviously. Can I tell you an aside that's going to seamlessly transition into today's topic? I would love a seamless transition. I was really wondering how we were going to get to where we were going. <laughs> so in my car, I have dangling from the turn signal thingy. I have a macrame amethyst. So it's an amethyst in like a macrame hanging from the um, the blinky blink switch. Oh, that's very cute. Justin hates it. My husband hates it because I'm so much shorter than him. So when he gets in my car, my seat is so close to it that he always bangs his Mm -hmm. knee on it. And yesterday we were going to the grocery store and he was driving and he literally cut open his knee on the amethyst. Like it was bleeding. I just look over and there's just blood dripping down his leg. Oh my God. And I was like, yeah, but don't you feel calm with that amethyst, buddy? Now it's in your skin. <laughs> Anyways, today we're going to talk about crystals. <laughs> oh my God. How to work with them and maybe how not to work with them, question mark. <laughs> yeah, cutting your leg don't. open on them is not recommended. <laughs> but we are going to talk about how you can actually use them for whether you want to do manifestation, whether you want to change the energy in your space, you want to use them for healing. We're going to cover cover the gamut. Um, And just another plug, if you are a visual learner or you want to go deep, deep, deep into each of these, would highly recommend checking out my Crystal Crash Course. There is a very generous discount code in the show notes, so you can check that out and uh, get started with your practice today. Yeah, I am excited for this episode specifically. I I feel like I say that every time. You do. I'm a broken record. Okay, whatever. Well, it's the truth every single time. Specifically, I'm really excited for you to talk about crystal grids because I feel like you have some really fun stories and I'm excited to learn how to do them because you have some, as we know on the pod, some very lovely, lovely little boys. Dogs. Dogs. (laughs) (laughs) 
no children, just dogs. <laughs> and so I'm very specifically excited for some pet-friendly crystal work because yes. I have some critters who, you know, if anybody has a cat, you know, the like the very famous stare at something for a very long time, knock it straight over, very prevalent in my household. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Before we get started, what was your magic moment? Oh my God. I totally forgot about the magic moment. I was like ready to <laughs> no, go. I was like, we're, just gonna dive <laughs> I was like right in. we're getting in. Yeah. I was like, screw the magic moment. My mini magic moment is that it's cold outside. I just really had to talk about how it's cold outside and how yesterday, I call it Florida fall, which is where it's cold for like, and cold is in quotation marks. I know somebody's going to be like, I, you know, everyone in Canada where it's snowing all the time. Everyone in Maine. Like yeah, me. everyone in Maine. <laughs> everyone like you. I understand that it's like not that cold. But when you live a life where 75% of the year, it's like 90 degrees, 65 is cold. And I accept that that's my reality. <laughs> <laughs> and it's pleasant cold. Um, yesterday, I went to a farmer's market. I wore a little jacket. I had a hot coffee. There were adoptable dogs. I did not adopt one. Should've. But I wanted to. I, I had a real come to Jesus. I, I texted you. I know. <laughs> and I know. said, I what waiting. if? Ha ha, what if? <laughs> but my real magic moment, I've been, I've been holding on to the results of this because I came to you in the first part of this situation. And I've been saving the results for when we recorded. I hexed some ants this weekend. <gasps> yes, tell me. I'm dying to know how that turned out. Okay. So I live in a very old building. As we know from the termites episode. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. From the termites. Okay. So we understand the situation here. <laughs> so the termites, I learned this. My boyfriend works in pest control. <laughs> so he told me this after the fact is that the termites, they can like, they obviously eat the wood, right? Sure. They leave pathways for ants. No. So my one bug problem that like you literally like where I live, you basically can do nothing about the termites. It's like something you have to make peace with. It's very upsetting. But my one bug problem has led to my other bug problem, which is that the other day I could see coming from this one specific spot in my windowsill where the termites came in last time. I saw it because you can see like the little it's gross. It's called frass. It's literally like termite poop, but it just looks like wood because they just eat wood and then, you know, process the wood. But it's this one spot in the windowsill where the frass is. I saw just a little line of ants coming in and they walk along my back windowsill and they were congregating on my nightstand. No. I have no idea why my nightstand. I like searched for food. They're, like what the most frustrating part is they're not congregating around food. And so I don't understand. But regardless, that's the situation. I have a nightstand next to my bed, obviously. Just covered in a little swarm of ants. Gross. Gross. Very upsetting. This has happened once before in my kitchen, but again, not going towards food. Very confusing. Congregating on my cookbooks. There's like a whole pantry three feet to the right. And they're like, nope, we'll be right here. So you know what? I'd rather that than them in my food, but whatever. So I said, okay, I've had it. I went to Walmart and I got some traps. I came home with nail polish put sigils on each <laughs> of my traps <laughs> let them dry whatever open them it was i just it was just a simple pentacle um i didn't i'd like it, the times were too dire for me to make a new sigil <laughs> when i was like driving there and i was voice noting you in my head i was like i'm gonna make a like i'm gonna make a sigil specifically for these ants like i'm gonna you know I, in my head it was all these steps and then i got home and i was like no i just need the ants gone immediately so just a, a simple little pentacle with nail polish on each <laughs> there were like eight traps i swear little pentacles on all of them 
I watched them literally come in droves. Adam, it was so gross. I also have a banishing room spray from a brand called Counter Magic that I love. They do witchy cleaning supplies. I can't remember if I talked about them in the uh, spiritual cleansing episode, but big fan. We have them in the shop. They have a banish room spray all over, spraying it all over. I'm raking the space. <laughs> I'm like putting black tourmaline, crystal episode, putting black tourmaline on the nightstand. Yes. And I watched them come in droves, in droves, in droves. I shut the door to my bedroom. I kept the cats out. <laughs> Went to my boyfriend's house, said, I'm not sleeping here. I can't do this. I came back. They were still there. They were still swarming around these traps in the morning. Ew. I did my banishing spray again. I did more Reiki. I shut the door. I kept the cats out. I left again. I came back in the afternoon. Gone. Yeah. Gone. Was it the traps? Absolutely. But did I get to feel like I had an active, active piece in the ridding of these ants? Also that. Love that. It really is the kind of thing where I was like, oh, how much of my spiritual practice is me feeling like I have agency? Mm-hmm. And realizing how little I care what the real reason that the ants left are. Yeah. Yeah. Is it's like I can either sit here with these traps and like check them every 45 seconds and like feel upset and like grossed out and in this like state of panic or... I can like do something with my time and with my energy Mm, that like brings me a state of peace and like a greater sense of calm. Isn't that the goal of any spiritual practice? Yes. And that's why it's my magic moment. I love that. Because one, no more ants. And two, I like got to have a fun little like meta moment of, oh, this is why you do this. Yeah. Good reminder. Good reminder to all of us. All right. Long-winded way to say my magic moment is there's no ants in my house, but what was your magic moment this week, Molly? <laughs> I like how many of your magic moments involve bugs in your home. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you enjoy them, though. My magic moment is that I am very specifically, I'm, I'm in a season of growth. I feel like this summer energetically was like sort of a hermit season for me. I was very like reflective and home a lot and introspective. And I can feel energetically just like growth and momentum is just like at my back right now. And so I'm trying to lean into that. In the past, I've gotten a little bit like shaky when I'm in a period of growth. I get like a little nervy, a little nervous. And so I've been very intentional about tiptoeing out of my comfort zone in ways that I wouldn't normally do. So the way that I've been doing this is um, one of my really good friends is running for mayor of Portland and I do not live in Portland, so I cannot vote for him, but I support him 100%. Vote for Zaro if you are in Portland, Maine. But I have been doing door-to-door canvassing for his campaign, which is like, just makes me want to throw up and die thinking about it. And the first time I went, I was so nervous. I was like, oh my God, I have to talk to people. I've canvassed before, but it was during COVID. So it was like, I didn't actually have to talk to anyone. But when I was driving there the first day, I was I had this realization that like, I'm going to have to talk to people. They're going to ask me questions. I'm going to be put on the spot with like something that like, I really don't know a ton about, which is like local politics in general. But I went... And I was like, okay, I'm just going to go and it's going to be fine. And I'm going to use all my tools. You know, I got like my protection oil on. I did some Reiki in the car when I got there. I've got some crystals in my bag. And I was just like, I'm going to go. 
use all my tools. And it was so fun. It was so much fun. I've done it uh, a few more times since. And it's just been like a blast every time. Like it's really cool to just talk to people. People are really nice. Get to walk around these beautiful neighborhoods and be outside and enjoy the fall. And it's it's been so fun. So that's my magic moment. Getting out of my comfort zone. When you told me that you were going to do that, I wanted to throw up and die. So I'm so <laughs> glad that you had a good time because I didn't even know how to be supportive in that moment. Also, I love the term tiptoeing out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to incorporate that ideology because I think that that is super helpful. That's how we grow. Because if you yeah. leap out of your comfort zone, your nervous system freaks out and it shuts shuts the whole operation down. But when you tiptoe out, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, we can get a little comfy. It's like wading into the shallow end of a pool so you can adjust to the water. Yeah. It's just very much the same thing of like creating, creating a spiritual practice that works for you of like 60 minutes once a month is not nearly as effective as two minutes a day. Mm-hmm. Tiptoeing a little bit by little bit every day is much more susceptible for long-term growth than jumping into the deep end yeah. once a year. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I love that. All right, let's talk. Let's talk rocks. Yes, 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 yes. So if you missed our last episode, we talked all about sort of like how to prep your your work with crystals. So how to choose a crystal, how they work, what to do with them before you actually start working with them. We're getting into the meat, the meat and bones of how you actually work with them. Like what the hell do I actually do with them? Madison, do you want to kick us off? I know you want to talk about spell work, which I'm interested in. Yes. So I'm going to give you one specific ritual that you can do to give your crystal intention. Mm. And then I'm going to talk about a little, I'm going to give a few like very specific examples of how I use crystals to amplify my spell work in my house. So we get a lot of questions about how to assign intention. We're going to do a whole episode about it. I'm very excited for that. But one thing that I will do if I have a stone that I want to keep in a very specific place. Also, oh, as you were talking about uh, the crystal that you keep in your car, I totally forgot. I have a keychain that uses both not magic and crystals to make like a very discreet. If you follow Witchy Dizzy Des on TikTok, it's from her Etsy shop. Love her very much. She is so cool, so lovely. I don't know if she still has them. I've had them for like a year at least. Mm. Um, but I keep that on my keychain for protection in my car. But if you have just a stone that you want to keep somewhere, the reason I thought of that is because I was like, oh, I keep like a black tourmaline too in my car. Mm-hmm. A very easy spell ritual, whatever you want to call it, is taking a chime candle. Choose one with some color magic aligned with your intention. So oftentimes for me, I use crystals for protection. That's what I'm most drawn to them for. Mm-hmm. So for that black tourmaline that I keep in my car... I took a black chime candle, which if you don't know what a chime candle is, it's just those little like four inch tiny candles, like bigger. Think of like a birthday candle, but like times five. Yeah. Yeah. Like a birthday candle for a giant. Yes. Oh my God. (laughs) Perfect analogy. Yes. A birthday candle for a giant. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about when you see it in the store. (laughs) Hagrid's birthday candle. Yes. (laughs) On a fire-safe plate, (laughs) Molly's losing it. (laughs) Watching you crack yourself up with your analogies is the best part of this whole thing. (laughs) That's a good one. It is a really good one. It really is. Okay, okay. fire-safe plate. (laughs) If you know any giants. (laughs) 
let us know if it's accurate. Okay. You're going to take this chime candle in a fire safe plate. And this is very much like a build your own situation. Your like needs, quote unquote, for this candle, fire safe plate, crystal, and your intention and a toothpick or any other like sharp carvey thing. You're going to take your intention, usually like a positive present tense statement. So for this black tourmaline that I'm going to keep in my car, I would write out, I am divinely protected, which is the same as that sigil I made. I'm really into protection magic. You really are. <laughs> more, yeah. It's like my one big thing. So I'm going to take that toothpick and carve, I am divinely protected into that candle. Mm-hmm. I also, pro tip, if you are afraid of setting a fire, take the take your lighter and just melt the bottom of that chime candle just a little bit and very quickly stick it to your plate. Mm-hmm. Then it won't go anywhere. No falling over. Yeah, it's great. That's why I really like to use like a little metal plate because mm-hmm. it's super easy to do that. It comes off very easily. Here's where you could incorporate some herbs. A lot of people will make a little ring of salt around the crystal in the candle. You're going to set the oh, crystal in front of the candle. Yeah, a little, again, more protection. Cleansing the space. And this is also a situation in which I wouldn't feel like I needed to cleanse first mm-hmm. because that ritual is doing all of that for me. Yeah, You totally can if you feel like you want to, if you want to cleanse yourself, if you want to cleanse all your materials, go for it. Fire is cleansing. Yeah, exactly. So there's a lot going on there that's already super cleansing. I wouldn't feel like I needed to add more, but again, this is a built-your-own situation. You could incorporate some herbs. You could put some oil on that candle and roll it in some herbs if you wanted to get extra fancy with it. Mm -hmm. You wanted to go full send on the situation. Or, you know, you can also just say your intention out loud Mm -hmm. as you light the candle. You can literally just light it saying, I am divinely protected. This crystal is going to protect me. It's going to be infused with that intention. Light your candle. Let it burn all the way down. If you used herbs, you could always take some of those and put it in a little bag with the crystal. If you want to make like a little spell bag situation. Cute. Uh Uh-huh. Or now you've just got a rock infused with your intention. I love that. You can put it wherever you want to go. I have never done that before. It's super fun. You should try it and let me know how it goes. I'm going to. Damn. I know, right? So that's like, for me, my most labor intensive way that I do spell work with crystals. Usually for me, I use them to amplify what I've already got going on, which Mm -hmm. is why I love a clear quartz. Love a clear quartz with some spell work. Love a clear quartz with everything. Love a clear quartz with anything. You guys know I love my plants, big plant girl. I love that they are so cleansing in energy. We've talked about that in the cleansing Mm -hmm. episode. I will put a crystal in with my plants, like just in the soil, nestle it in there Mm -hmm. to help aid in that cleansing. So I have an Amazonite in with a Monstera right now. I love to help bring in some like calming energy. Yeah. If you're someone like me that kills your house plants, put a rose quartz in with them. Helps keep them alive. I love that. It's the only reason my plants are still alive. (laughs) (laughs) I need a your house plant tour. I know. I know. Maybe we should do a house plant tour. Oh my God. That would be very fun. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I'm into that. (laughs) I also, we've talked about money bowls on the podcast before crystals in or next to a money bowl. I have a tree agate sphere that I really love, a little guy that sits next to my money bowl. Mm -hmm. So kind of taking it out of just that spot too. I like kind of will congregate my green crystals near my money bowl. Mm. I'll put crystals that have like similar 
similar energies near each other. So like any kind of crystals that I have that are abundance related, I'll like to congregate around there on my altar to kind of create that like flow of energy. Mm, Smart. I like to keep one on top of my tarot deck. Oh, yes. That's a really good one. I've got a fluorite pyramid on it right now to help like focus the message. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's a, usually it's a pyramid. I'm not going to lie. I just really love pyramids. So I have a rose quartz one. I got a fluorite one. I got clear quartz. I got Vesuvianite. You name it. I got the pyramids. You do love a pyramid. I love a sphere. I wonder, Mm -hmm. like, I would love to do some digging on, I know like the basics of what different shapes can like quote unquote mean and mm-hmm. what they're like conducive for. But I would love to know like I need a I need like a BuzzFeed article of like what your favorite crystal shape says about you. Yeah. Yeah. Spheres are very centering. Mm-hmm. Very centering. It's like if we think about I kind of think of it as like holding the whole world in your hands. You're sort of like connecting with all of your energy all at once. So it's sort of like bringing you back to center, bringing you back to mm, sort of that sense of feeling collected energetically Mm -hmm. pyramids are really good for transmuting energy so i like to use them like i have a small fluorite point that i put on my third eye when i'm feeling really like anxious or my brain just feels really chaotic i have a hard time connecting with my intuition it's like i put that there and it's almost like i think of it as like sucking it out and like sending it out through the point oh i love that visual that Mm. makes sense too because the i feel like the most you said I really get out of my crystals is with meditation. Mm-hmm. I used to have a really good practice of meditating with my crystals. And it's like I love to sit and hold a little sphere. Yeah. Yeah. That makes while sense. I meditate, that makes a ton of sense. Okay. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. I manifested that. I love knowing an expert on things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have a whole section in the crystal crash course in one of the um, PDFs on like the different shapes of crystals too. So if you're sitting there and you're like, I like this shape, uh, you can check that out. Oh, I love that. Another really excellent, easy way to use crystals in spell work is with grids. Molly's going to talk more about that, but I will quick, since we're plugging. In the Healing Hedgewitch ritual kits that I make, we they come with a little uh, acrylic crystal grid that, and it comes with that, and then three crystals that you can use to make a little grid in your ritual. If you've used one of our ritual kits before, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's a part of the ritual as a whole. I love a little pre-made grid situation. I love instructions. I love a to-do list. I love, you know, knowing exactly mm-hmm. what I need to do. I know, Molly, you have a lot more experience with freeballing it, doing your own. Mm-hmm. That's where I feel like I have a lot to learn from you. I'm excited to hear you talk about it. Okay. So you can use grids for a lot of different things. You can use them for spell work. You could use them to change the energy in a space. So say you wanted, um, I see this a lot in crystal shops, like wanting the space to feel clear and cleansed. You can create a cleansing grid and send the energy out, but you can also use it to draw energy in. So for like manifestation um, of a specific intention, you can also use it for healing. So if you wanted to send healing to yourself or someone else, you could do that. So the basic instructions, and again, the, the Crystal Crash Course has like visuals on everything. So if you want to dive deep into this, you can. But the basic instruction is that you want to choose a crystal that closely matches your intention. So for instance, this is one of my favorite practices for manifesting abundance. Well, since we we're just talking about money bowls. So Take a crystal that aligns with abundance. So maybe that's pyrite, maybe that's green aventurine, maybe that's jade, 
and you're going to take kind of a larger stone. Larger is relative, right? So you want either like a stone that can fit in your hand or a sphere or a pyramid or a point or just something that's sort of like um like can be very clearly seen as the center stone. That's what it's called. It's the center stone. So you stick it in the center of your space. You can do this in a big space. I've done this in full rooms before. I've done this in like when I've cleared the energy of a space, I'll do a big, big grid in the center of the space. But I also do mini grids on top of my desk that are like, you know, the size of a mason jar round. Um <laughs> That was a weird, <laughs> the size of a mason jar for a giant. <laughs> the size of a mason jar round. <laughs> Whatever. Um, you get what I mean. The base of a mason jar. And so you put the center stone in the center of your space. And then you can do one of two things. So you can either completely free ball it and just intuitively select crystals and just place them in whatever way, shape, or form feels right to you. Um, Usually I will do this with clear quartz points as well as other crystals that I feel called to. So if you're using clear quartz points, if you point the point facing the center stone, you're going to draw the energy in. So this is really good for and anything you want to collect the energy. So for healing, for manifestation, you want that energy to come in towards that center stone, towards that intention. If you face the clear quartz points out, it's going to send that energy out. So this is really good if you want to infuse the energy of your space with an intention, you want to cleanse or protect your space, I would point them out. And then you can put other crystals around it, kind of like however you feel called to do. A lot of times people ask me for like specific maps for grids or like specific like papers that'll show them where they'll put things. I don't teach grids that way because I don't think they're as effective that way. I really teach it as like part of the the fun of making a grid is really just like being with your crystals, like being in conversation with them. That's one of the reasons why in the crystal crash course, I have a meditation specifically to connect you with the energy of the crystals. And I always recommend doing something like that first. And then when you build your grid, your intention and your energy is like working with the crystals the whole time. So it becomes more effective. So for instance, like the abundance grid, I might take like an intention, like maybe it's a check that I write out to myself that's like for however much I want to manifest. And I put that under the center stone and then I just sit with that intention, sit with that. What would it be like if that came through as I'm picking crystals and moving them around? And then you kind of know when you feel done, when it feels complete, You when you're done like zhuzhing it, you can kind of step away from it. And then you can also sort of feel that energy still working in your space because you have that deep connection to it. What would you say to someone who feels like they don't have enough crystals to make a grid? Like, what would you say is the minimum of what you need to make a grid? Um, I think like five for me, mm-hmm. for me. I mean, you could free ball it and just like put crystals on your desk. And if you have three, like great three around like a candle or something. But I'm like, uh, I don't know. I tend to be drawn towards like symmetry. So I like a center stone mm-hmm. and then like one north, south, east, west. I ask because I see a big barrier to entry for people who come into the store Mm -hmm. who think they need to have like five of each tumble to make a successful grid. No, I would say like if you have no crystals right now and you want to make a grid by one center stone, 
that is connected to your intention, that center stone could be like a large tumble. It doesn't have to be like a huge thing. And four clear quartz points, like small clear quartz points, like the size of like a half your pinky is fine. I've used even smaller. Mm -hmm. And there, you got a really effective grid. Easy peasy. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. (laughs) I really, really want to get more. Maybe that'll be like, as we're approaching the end of the year, I'm like, what are my New Year's resolutions going to be? Maybe that'll be my 2024. Get more in touch with my crystals, make more crystal grids. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I really like grids because they can help infuse the space with energy. A lot of times, one of the things that drives me nuts is I always see, or I used to see this more on TikTok. I don't know if people have stopped doing this or if my For You page is just curated away from it, but I used to see people say you had to spend like hundreds and hundreds of dollars on these giant crystals to shift the energy in a space. And while I think it's fun to have like giant crystals, I'm not someone that has like big statement pieces really like I have a couple but Mm -hmm. I've always shifted the energy in my space using grids which are like really inexpensive and really easy to find and really easy to collect and really easy to make so I think if you're looking to shift the energy in your space make a specific intention in your home like you could do that with a grid you could do that with a larger crystal, you know, maybe set like a larger piece of black tourmaline by your front door, or I have a piece of black tourmaline by my Wi-Fi router to help collect like, I kind of set the intention of like EMF waves, but also like internet trolls coming through the coming through the wireless. So you can play with it that way too. Yeah. I think that that's something that I have like fallen victim to. I think I was thinking about this after uh, we recorded our last episode where I was talking about how I am more drawn to the larger pieces. I think that that is really something that is a like negative side of doing so much traveling to buy crystals for the store. Mm-hmm. Is that like the smaller stones really get like put to the wayside in that situation mm-hmm. because they're things that you buy in large quantities. You know, like we're buying kilos and kilos, like kilo bags and kilo bags of tumbles you know that's something that like we just have a list yeah and we're like okay th- we have this and this and this and this and we you know know who we get them from and that's like a very administrative part of my job mm-hmm. and the more creative and like fun part is buying the statement pieces for the store mm-hmm. and it's almost like because the smaller stones live in like a different part of my brain mm-hmm. that they very much get put to the wayside of I don't even think about them as something that I can use in my practice yeah. as much anymore. Yeah. And I know I get this question a lot. People ask me like, are bigger stones better? And I always say like, it depends. It depends on your goal, right? Like if you want to change the energy of your space, a bigger crystal is going to do that, but a smaller crystal will do that in a grid. So it depends on what you want to do. Do you want to do a grid or do you want to just like put a crystal out? In terms of like healing, right? Like if you wanted to use that specifically for healing on your body or carrying it around with you for protection, a smaller stone is going to be better, right? Like Mm -hmm. you don't want to carry like a big, big stone around with you. Similarly, like it doesn't feel great to have like a giant heavy stone resting on your throat if you're trying to like heal the energy center there, right? So I think there's like benefits to each. I tend to be someone that I just collect the little stones because um because I don't have a wholesale license and I have to pay full price for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the smaller stones do have such a functional use that I definitely have let slide in my practice also because like when I go to when I go to work every day, yeah, 
the the functional use is very much like I will pick up a piece of black tourmaline and put it in my pocket from the store and then like put it back when mm-hmm. I go home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't put as much thought into like what I want to have in my personal collection mm-hmm. because when I'm in a space all the time that is like so I have such the benefit of like that energy is constantly being cleansed yeah. by all those rocks and that I'm just like looking at them all day. Like I have access that I'm very lucky to have. God bless, you know, God bless this mess. Um, <laughs> but um, I'm lucky to have an access that has in a weird way given me a detriment, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that made sense coming out, but like, sure, it's a privilege that I get to know so little not know so little. I'm not saying this right. It's like you're at a doggy daycare. You get to hang out with all the tumbles, but you don't yes. have to bring them all home. Yes. Bringing it back to your dog metaphor. <laughs> I am at the doggy daycare. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so I get to know their names like kind of most of the time. And like I have my favorites, but like they still go home at the at the end of the day to their like owners. Yeah. Yeah. That is it's actually, you know, what? it's like I work at the SPCA because sometimes I have pieces that go home to their rightful homes. Mm -hmm. They go to their forever homes and I do have sadness about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Another really fun way that you can use crystals is for water infusions. And I'm going to put a huge asterisk here that I don't recommend putting crystals directly into water, especially if it's water that you're going to drink. But all water in general, I tend to shy away from. And that is because Uh, Some crystals can become damaged in water. Some can even rust in water. Some can become really brittle and fall apart. And there are some that can leach toxins into your water. So all crystals have like a polish on them that isn't food grade. So if you put them in water and then you drink that water, you could potentially make yourself sick. So don't put your crystals directly in water. Instead, here's a way that you can infuse your water with crystal energy safely. And it's along the same lines as a grid. So you are going to put your water in the center of your space and around it, you are going to put clear quartz points pointing in towards your water. Okay. So again, when we point them into the center, it draws the energy in. And then on the other side of your quartz point, you are going to put a crystal that aligns with the intention that you want to bring into your water. So think about if you're using this water in spell work, right? Like maybe you're using uh, the water to clean something in your house, right? Like we talked about in our cleansing episode, our spiritual cleansing episode. If you're using it for cleansing, maybe you put like selenite on the other side of the clear quartz, right? If you're using it for focus, say you're drinking it at work, drinking it at school, maybe you use fluorite on the other side of the clear quartz, right? If you are going through a rough time, you want to focus on self-love, maybe you use rose quartz, whatever. Sky's the limit. It could be any shape, any size crystal. Put it on the other side of the quartz points. The quartz points acts like a slingshot to send that energy from that crystal into your water. So I usually leave this for like overnight, an hour, however long you have. If you want to speed it up, you could charge it up with Reiki at the same time. But this is a really nice way to fit your practice into your day-to-day life and also convince you to drink more water. Yes, most importantly, convince you to stay hydrated. (laughs) I did want to bring up, since you mentioned not putting crystals directly in water, this is something that I think about a lot because I see that those crystal water bottles are very popular right now. Mm -hmm. There are two like kind of general shapes that you'll see of those. One, 
the first one that I do not recommend. It is just a, it's a plastic or glass water bottle with essentially like a piece, like a point. Usually I see mostly like amethyst and rose quartz, essentially like super glued to the bottom Mm -hmm. of that water bottle. I wouldn't recommend that. Yeah. I would, if you want a crystal water bottle, I think they're very cute. Um, I understand the appeal. There are ones that are, I don't know how to describe it. Like I can see it visually in my mind, but basically there's like a little tube in the center. Mm. And it's the same thing that like amethyst or rose quartz or whatever point is like super glued basically to the bottom of this little tube. it's separated from the water. But it's separate. It's in the center and you can see straight through it. But it's it's like a little it's like a little shoot. Yeah, I have one that's a glass bottle, and on the bottom there's a separate compartment that's mm-hmm. separated by glass from the water, and you can actually fill it with your own crystals. And sometimes I'll put like a piece of paper with my intention or sigil on it in there too. Oh, that's so cool! We recently got some drinking glasses in that it's just like a normal glass, and then at the bottom it has like a little compartment that's filled with little chips. Mm-hmm. It's very cute. Oh, and I also totally forgot. I've been meaning to get back into this. I'm taking it back to a little bit of space and spell work. But they sell scrunchies that have little pockets yes, in them. Yes, I have three of them. Little little zipper pockets. I do too. I have a bunch. We have them in the store. Put a little tiny tumble in your scrunchie. Yes. That's my favorite thing to do. So like good. So veiling is a term, like a pretty popular idea and term that you might hear. And it's the idea of putting something over your head that Mm -hmm. is meant to like protect your energy. A lot of people will use bandanas. I hate how I look in a bandana. (laughs) Um, I can't get it right. I want it so bad (laughs) and I just can't make it work. Mm -hmm. I will use a black scrunchie with a little zipper pocket and put some crystals in there. And that's my version of veiling. Brilliant. Love it. Love it. And that leads us into using crystals for healing. And there's lots of different ways you can do this. The metaphor that I use is marathoning or sprinting, okay? So marathoning is when you have a little bit of crystal energy throughout a long period of time. And sprinting is when you get a lot of crystal energy in a short period of time. So sometimes you need one, sometimes you need the other, sometimes you need both. Really depends on what you're trying to heal, what you're trying to shift, I would say for if it's something that has lasted for a long time, like it's maybe it's a mindset that you've had for a long time that you're trying to break that cycle, I would usually do both. Like I would do a sprint and then a marathon to kind of keep that going. If it's something that's new, you might find that a marathon kind of helps dissolve it throughout a day, but you will really be able to use your your intuition on this and, and determine what you need. But for marathoning, You can keep a crystal in your pocket throughout the day or put it underneath your sheets while you sleep or wear crystal jewelry. That's a nice way to infuse your energy with the crystal's energy throughout the day in a really like slow and steady way. I recommend if you are doing this specifically for healing, make sure that you are cleansing and charging that crystal every single night at the end of your day so that the energy is at its best when you're working with it. For sprinting, you can either do a meditation with the crystal or a healing layout. So meditation is very simple. You hold it in your hand. You focus on the intention. You sit with that. You notice the energy shifting in your hands. Again, the Crystal Crash Course has three meditations in them. So you can do all of those. For healing layouts, which is 
like we could do an entire podcast on healing layouts and not even like scratch the surface of them. But it's essentially taking crystals and placing them on your body to shift the energy in specific parts of your body. So for instance, if you are struggling with communication or setting boundaries, you might put a blue crystal over your throat chakra. So maybe a blue lace agate. If you are struggling to focus or maybe you have a headache, you might go with a fluorite or a sodalite on your third eye. If you are struggling with anxiety or night terrors or things of that nature, you might put a red jasper on your hips or down by your feet. And you can kind of stack different crystals on different parts of your body based on what you what you feel like you need, based on the different layers of what's coming up for you. You could do this really intuitively. You could follow like a crystal book. You could follow the guidance in the crystal crash course. Really, this is one that I think the more you do it and the more you kind of explore it on your own, the more you will start to feel it intuitively. I know for me, I used to feel really overwhelmed with crystal layouts, but then I realized uh, if like resonance is resonance. So if I just grab crystals that I feel called to and I place them over the corresponding chakras, then something will shift. Something will start to shift. And then you just lay there for like 15, 20 minutes until you feel that shift. I think my favorite thing about talking about and working with crystals is that it's such a testament to what we preach in all areas of a spiritual practice of like there really are no wrong answers Mm -hmm. and there really are no rules and you kind of just get to do whatever you want. Yeah. And I think that like both makes it super easy and super difficult to talk about where I'm like, oh God, like we could talk about it for hours and still only scratch the surface of everything Yeah, about crystals. And so it's such a really fun opportunity to like do some Mm self-exploration. It's just such a perfect time for like an intuition test and intuition like exercise of what calls to me, what am I called to do? Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I think working with crystals is a really good opportunity to strengthen that intuition, right? Because we can really easily just like pick up a crystal book and follow it like a Bible and get some benefit from it. But the true transformation and the true holy shit, this crystal thing is legit. Holy shit, these crystals changed my life comes from when you put the book down, you set it aside and you follow the intuitive nudges that you have. Which crystal do you feel called to? Do you feel called to make a grid or do you feel called to just like put it somewhere in your space? Do you feel called to meditate with it or do you want to sleep with it? Do you want to carry it around with you or do you want to lay it on your body for a while? Like those are all choices you get to make and there's no right or wrong. There's no better. There's no worse. It's just a matter of kind of like playing, right? Like being curious about it, letting yourself explore. There might be some practices with crystals that you hate, you don't resonate with. They don't work for you. There might be some that you feel really called to do, right? Like Madison, you and I have such different practices when it comes to our crystals. And yet we have like a similar like reverence and respect and love of them. Yeah. And when I look back, like with hindsight on this conversation, some of the weird feelings I have about my practice with crystals is wrapped up in what I see other people, the like the perceived knowledge that I think other people have about them Mm. where I'm like, oh, I do just like do whatever I feel like the crystal tells me to do. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just putting them in places and saying, oh yeah, that's where it goes. Yeah. And so if that feels to you like how you want to or how you have been working with crystals and you think there's something wrong with that, one, 
no, there's not. <laughs> and two, don't get down on yourself on like the having something wrapped up around it. Because mm-hmm. I do think that like in any in any area where there's like lots of different options that feel like there's a lot to learn about them, there's a reverence that I think you can feel for people who know a lot that is like very warranted, obviously, because it's hard to know. Like it's hard to learn all of the things. That's mm-hmm. how I feel about my mom sometimes. She really does like know her stuff. But like that doesn't mean that somebody is doing a better job working with crystals than you are. Yeah, I would actually argue that like someone who doesn't subscribe to like other people's practices or what other people think they should do or tell them to do or what books are telling them or whatever and just kind of goes with this feels right so I'm going to do this that's like an advanced way of practicing with crystals that's going to get yeah, you that everybody <laughs> I'm real advanced <laughs> it's going to get your results a lot faster um, because it's when we it's when we step outside of the book with any spiritual practice too like that's why this podcast exists it's mm-hmm. like you know, we could come on here and say to you, like, this is how you have to work with your crystals. And if you don't do it this way, you're not going to get results. But like, that's not really how it works. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, like, <laughs> that's how we all approach it when we're beginners. But the more you lean into your spiritual practice, the more you see that, like, your goal is to connect you to you. And so if you just blindly follow what we say or what a book says or what anyone else says, that's not going to bring you closer to you. So you might as well do what feels right. Snap, 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 snap for that. Snap, 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 snap. And if you need some guidance getting started, check that crystal crash course out. Discounts in the show notes. All right. To wrap it up, I want to ask you a question. Okay. I want you to tell me what your favorite crystal is. Mm, Okay. If I was stranded on a deserted island and I could only bring clear quartz all the freaking way, specifically this clear quartz right here, that mm-hmm. I just have ready and available all the time. It's it's a point. It's um, it's about the size of my palm, maybe a little larger. Um, but this is my ride or die, and I love a clear quartz points. Clear quartz points are great because they're great for meditation. Like for me, I find that I just like drop into meditation a lot easier when I'm holding a clear quartz point. Clear quartz points are really good for like removing energy blockages. So if I have a little headache, I can do a little rub-a-dub-dub on my forehead with it. Um, Mm -hmm. Also really good for directing energy. So if I'm feeling really in my head, I can place it on my chest and point it down towards my feet and send that energy down into my feet. Or if I'm feeling really sleepy and tired and I need a lift, I can flip it the opposite way and point it towards my head. I can use it to activate spell work, candles, grids, tarot cards. I use it for channeling messages, which we're going to talk a little bit more about next week with our special guest. And uh, like you can just use it for literally everything. I love this thing. Uh, I I knew you were going to say clear quartz, but I did still have to ask. (laughs) What is yours? Mine is Garden Quartz. It's also known as Lodalite. So it's clear quartz, but it has these inclusions of like chlorophyll and other like things that just have this very earthy feel. I am just like a very connected to the earth person. Mm. Like that is where I feel like my spiritual practice is. I think that my spiritual practice exists really to like bring me closer to the earth and like deepen my connection with the ground really like (laughs) the dirt Mm -hmm. and so garden quartz is something that I feel like really connects me there it is like a little bit of a spendier piece it's like a splurge moment I know my prized possession do you really not I don't but I've seen them and I always think they're beautiful because when you look into them they look like little Mm -hmm. forest landscapes they're little worlds that's what I love most about them my like prized possession is a statement piece 
that I got in Denver this past year. I love, love, love Garden Quartz. It wraps my relationship up with crystals in a nutshell, where I love it both because it's beautiful and because of that connection that I feel like it gives me. It Mm. grounds me in this way. It's also really well known for um, like opening your third eye, giving a deeper spiritual connection. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it really touches like all ends of the spectrum of my spiritual practice of for me, it feels super like connective and grounding. And then it also, oh my God, look at those dogs. So sorry. They just decided right now was the time they wanted to play. The boys are playing. I want what they have. That's a sign. That's a sign. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sign to go play with your crystals. I know. You listening right now, we want to hear what your favorite crystal is. If you were stranded on a deserted island and you could only bring one, DM us. Let us know which one it is. Yes. And stay tuned for next episode, the Beyonce of crystals. Ah! Will we have a panic and die? Only time will tell. <laughs> Only time will tell. I can't wait. I'm so excited. We haven't done the interview yet. And so if you never hear from us again, just know that's why. <laughs> okay. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Demystify Magic with Molly and Madison. If you want to learn more about us, you can find all our links in the show notes. We'd love to know what you think of today's episode. So drop us a review or give us a shout out on social media. And don't forget to let us know your magical moment of the week. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye.